Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast, but this time it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. Now, here's a guy who likes to wear his sunglasses at night, Rob Peters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name's Rob. It's the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. In this week's show, my networking coach, Diane Darling, joins me, and we're going to talk about some strategies on networking and how to get the most of attending all of those mixers that we go to to make connections for our business. But before we get to that, I think something's been overlooked. At the end of DJ Times with Entertainer of the Year, we were all wrapped up in where it went wrong that we forgot about the finalists and the three gentlemen who, in my opinion, showed a lot of class by putting the integrity of what Entertainer of the Year was all about first rather than their personal feelings about the math error and the reversal of the title and their circumstances. Before we go on to this week's show, I wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you to every finalist and shared something really cool that they felt was worthy of competing for Entertainer of the Year. Josh, Artem, and Cliff were put in a very difficult situation, and I think their standings on how they finished need to be at least acknowledged. I saw their performances. I thought all three of them did an outstanding job. To Josh and to Cliff and Artem, I want to say thank you for putting the integrity first rather than yourselves. It's very selfless of you to do that. And I want to congratulate the three of you on how you finished. And I would like to take a moment to congratulate my friend Artem Lomaz, who is the two-time Entertainer of the Year. He retained his title. I certainly hope that Artem, Cliff, and Josh will consider coming back next year to show that there's no hard feelings and to give the competition another run for its money. All of the finalists did an outstanding job. And congratulations to all of them for competing this year. My interview with Diane Darling's up next, everybody. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is brought to you by the Bubble Parties Business Program. Go to bubbleparties.com and download our free special report to learn how you, that's right, you, can make additional revenue doing kids' parties. We're also sponsored by Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. If you do trivia or you're thinking about changing your format around or you're just looking to add something new to your services that you can do in bars and restaurants, check out Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. Being joined today by a very good friend of mine. She was my first ever coach 
as a mobile DJ and she wasn't even a DJ coach. She was my networking coach. Her name is Diane Darling and she is a networking expert and guru, somebody that I've worked with personally. And I feel that her being on our show today is going to be a great help for all of us in the industry that are trying to improve our connections. So Diane, welcome to the program. My pleasure to be here. We tend to network amongst ourselves a lot and that usually goes with us going and grabbing a meal together or being at a conference out of town and we all decide to go to dinner and share ideas. But we also do network with other people in our industry and that comes in the way of different networking and trade associations. So what I'd like to do today is have you kind of walk through how we can effectively network in these environments so that we can get some great results and make better connections to improve our business. Excellent questions and, and some thoughts there. You know, don't be hard on yourself about hanging out with your buddies for a couple reasons. Is one, you know, there's going to come a time when, you know, somebody can do the wedding and somebody cannot do the conference. And, you know, you refer things to each other and you want to, you want to feel confident in that referral. Um, I think networking within your industry is incredibly important. When you're going to find out, you know, technology tools, apps, Things like that, you know, before we went on the air, you and I were talking about microphones. So, you know, some of that information is going to get shared, um, you know, in an internal group. Um, so networking within your organization is incredibly important. It shouldn't be at the price of networking for prospects, but it shouldn't be, you should be hanging out only with clients and then tick off everybody in your industry who doesn't want to either help you out when something goes wrong or things like that. So um, I think it's really important for people to build out their connections um, within the industry. You know, you're, you might have a, a wedding planner. I spoke one time for the wedding planning industry and there was the shoe person and there was the flower person. And then there was the, you know, person who helps you find the right minister. And then there was the person who helped you find, you know, the DJ, et cetera. So, you know, there, there's spokes and hubs and all of this moves around. One thing that I have found that has changed probably in the year since we first met each other is the online world. And a lot of people think that they can, oh, just flash out something on Facebook and that's networking or post something on Twitter and everybody's going to come running to them. So I think part of what's maybe happened in the last, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years when my book first came out, it, my book came out, the first book came out literally at the same time as LinkedIn and, and Facebook came out. And I think there's been a misnomer, you know, that events aren't necessarily as important. And I think obviously they're important because that's probably how you, most of your audience earns their living. But it is also important because you do have those times where you just get a chance to meet each other in person and build that connection. Right. So let's say I'm planning on going to a, well, we, we'll use the wedding planners because they have an association that we network with. Let's say I'm going to go and attend a networking event from the Association of Bridal Consultants. What should I be doing beforehand to get prepared? So there's the practical, tactical things that I recommend you do. Where are you going? You know, is there parking? Um, maybe that's more of a Boston thing than everybody in your audience. But, um, you know, is there a parking? Where is the parking? You know, is there a snowstorm? 
things like that are going to take into effect, effect. I have something called the weather report, which is whether or not you go. So it helps you figure out, is this the best use of your time? Or should you obviously do something else? You know, read a book to your kids or whatever it may be. So, you know, it, it's important that you pick these things. I also do think that in some cases, I really encourage people to think about what are you hoping to get from the event? Um, a lot of people I find go with kind of a scattershot, you know, oh, I'll just go because I've been invited or I'll go because it's at a cool venue. Well, that might be okay, but, it, you know, in many cases, it really helps out when you do think a little bit more thoughtfully. Is there a speaker? Have you made an introduction to the speaker? This happens to me every so often, and I recommend it all the time. If, so, if there is a speaker, send the speaker an email. I'm an outsider everywhere I go. I'm not in the DJ world, I'm not in the banking world, I'm in the speaker world. In most cases, I am the outsider. So the one or two people who write me a note ahead of time, if that many at all, um, and say, you know, I look forward to seeing you, um, you know, I'll hope to have a chance to say hello, they get to pre-meet me, they get to network with me in advance because they've introduced themselves. So that's one thing that I would do. Um, there is the food and the booze, and I get that. At the same point, it is networking, not net eating. So in some cases, you want to be a little careful um, these days, particularly with safety and being sure that everybody is safe and can get home. That's um, one of my favorite quotes from your book, by the way. It's called network, not net eat. Yes, yes, it is. It's fun. And when I do this with university students, they really do not like that because it's free food. <laughs> You know, every, who doesn't like free food? But at the end of the day, it's really important that you do identify why you are in that scenario or why you're in that situation. Otherwise, you know, go somewhere else and get some free food. If I'm trying to make a connection, hypothetically, let's say I'm not going to an industry event. Let's say I'm going to my chamber of commerce business after hours. And I want to make a connection with a bank. Is it appropriate for me to go to the people who are organizing that event and say, is this person going to be there? And is there a way you might be able to connect me? Is that still appropriate? Or with the privacy stuff, is that going to be bordering on what's not appropriate anymore? I don't think that's, uh, I don't think it's not appropriate. I just, I'm not sure they're going to do that ahead of time. What I think might happen at the event is you can say, you know, I see so and I, I saw on the list, or, you know, so and so is going to, you know, be here. Um, I haven't met them yet. I have seen them on LinkedIn. But if you happen to see them, you know, could you introduce us? And I think, you know, it's, it's, I reached out to someone today on LinkedIn who I worked with probably 10, 15 years ago. She's at a new company and I'm going to be in New York this next week. And we connected and then I said, you know, hey, you want to grab a coffee? And she said, she's not actually in Manhattan. And I said, do you want to grab a call? And she says, I don't hire speakers anymore. And so one, I loved her transparency. Two, I'm going to write her back and say, you know, that's fine. I'm still happy to be a resource for you. Um, you know, however, that might turn out unpaid. I, I mean, just put me in your, put me in your, you know, friends and fans and, you know, contact list. So I, I think it's important that people don't feel like it's only transactional. Networking is relational. Sales is transactional. And that's an important difference. I think that's a big difference. It is. I, I think that's really important. I, I know people that go to networking events and they come in and they're not in our industry. They tag along with me because I'm always a big advocate of you have to have a networking buddy. 
if you maybe are in a conversation with somebody where your buddy might benefit better than you. Absolutely. And I think there's many times when I, sometimes I, you know, want to say, why do I go to all these events? I mean, I do more, I'm more helpful to everybody else there. And that's true. There are times it comes back. There's a lot of times it doesn't. And I, I think the important thing to remember, it doesn't right now. It may later on, but it doesn't necessarily come back right now. And that's where the transactional versus the relational is really important. You talk about in your book, uh, some strategies on how to work a room at a networking event. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Sure. I mean, one of the first things I do is, you know, where am I going? Um, how long is it going to take to get there? What should I wear? You know, some of those logistics, um, being sure I have business cards. The business cards go in my right pocket. So when you give me a card, it goes into the left. So I'm not, you know, cross-wiring business cards and feeling, you know, rattled by that. I eat a little bit ahead of time. I avoid anything with garlic. When someone says, you know, would you like a breath mint? That's not an offer. It's a hint. <laughs> Um, a couple other things that I do is I don't try and break into conversations. It's just way too stressful. I find somebody who's by themselves and I go up to them and I say, you know, tell me your connection to this event. And I get them talking. I make them feel welcome. It's way too stressful. It's just a bad memory of mean girls in sixth grade for me to, to go try and, you know, to a, a group. It's just traumatizing. So I just don't do that. I, um, if I'm, if the, you know, conversations are like meals. They kind of, you know, run their course and then they're done. So one thing I do is I'm just trying to be very mindful of not monopolizing somebody. If I feel that some, you know, the conversation's taken its course, I, you know, would you like to join me at the bar and we'll grab a drink together? And then at the bar, I, you know, have you two met each other? And I in introduce them to somebody else standing there. Diane, is it easier when you're at the bar, if they're drinking, to stay back and, and maybe not order a drink? Is it something where, kind of like when we're taught about you're going to the employment lunch, I'll have what he's having. Um, how do you play that game? Well, in general, I don't drink at events. It can just be a bad thing. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have any alcohol issues, knock wood, so that's not, not necessarily the problem. It's just more, frankly, I get dehydrated. I get tired. I had somebody one time mentioned to me many years after an event, she had this vivid memory of me at an event, and I don't think alcohol was involved, truthfully. And she had, she said she'd always wanted to tell me that she just felt very rebuffed, buffed, you know, uh, what do you call it, something, rebuffed by me. And she was hurt by that. And she had came home and told her husband about it. And they had had a conversation about it. And she told me this story and it was kind of long and involved. And I thought, gosh, you know, I, one, I felt badly. And two, I thought, I hope you're in therapy. But at the end of the day, what I realized was I was very tired. And I stayed at the event too long. And people think I'm an extrovert. I test as an introvert. I'm a highly functional introvert. I can work a room really well. I can talk to people. I can make them feel very important, but it just takes my tank down really fast if I do that without a break for of some time by myself. And so I find with alcohol and eating, you know, you just need to know yourself. If it energizes you, 
fine if it doesn't or if there's a possibility of something going wrong. I just listened to Joe Namus book and he reads it. So it was a fun book to listen to. And he shares the story that many people witnessed of him on Monday Night Football inebriated. And when he made uh, a comment to the woman sports reporter that he wanted to kiss her and he had no recollection until the next day when his buddy called him and said, you got to, we, we got to talk. And so, you know, that's an extreme situation, but you, you just, you don't want to ever have that be something that people know in your industry. Um, so I think you do need to be very careful. You do need to be very thoughtful about it and know your limit, know what works. I, in general, I say to people, if you are drinking, have a glass of water, a full glass of water in between every alcohol one, um, and, you know, be able to get yourself home and all that sort of stuff. I was at an event one time when um, I was very nervous about some people getting in cars, and that was a very anxious um, scenario. And I felt that I was the, you know, ugly girl who was kind of ratting on the guys having a good time. Um, and it, it just was very, a very uncomfortable situation. I was the customer. I was the client. Um, they were the vendor who were, you know, when the booze was flowing and all that sort of stuff. And this was pre-Uber, pre-Lyft. Um, so it was a little bit more of a concern. And I knew the drive was going to be, you know, about an hour for these two gentlemen. And they were fathers. So I just, you know, it, those, that's not a memory that you want. And so if somebody ever said to me, would I, you know, would, should they hire so-and-so? That's a memory that's going to come to mind. You, you had a checklist in your book of things that you should always have with you when you go to a networking event. Can we talk about that? Sure. I think if I remember correctly, it's breath mints, it's business cards, a pen and, an, and a notebook are the most essential things to have. And part of it is, is because yeah, you have a phone these days and yes, it has notebooks and all that sort of stuff. But in many cases, you're going to get interrupted. And if somebody's giving you, oh, contact, you know, Rob and here's his number. Oh, Joe, how are you? And then all of a sudden they go ripping off and you've lost that moment to write the information down in a phone where if you got a notebook and a piece of paper, you can write it down really fast. This happened to me one time, actually, I had put my bag over my shoulder and, you know, you, you, it, sometimes you're going to these events and you feel like you're a Sherpa. You've got one gym bag on one corner and, you know, computer and your purse on the other and you're carrying all kinds of stuff. And I put my bag over my shoulder and I hit somebody behind me with the bag and it wasn't horrible, but I, it, you know, it was, I, I could tell. And I turned around to apologize and I went to apologize and I realized I had hit Dr. Ruth. And uh, for your readers, if they're listeners, if they don't know who Dr. Ruth is, look her up. She's uh, about four foot eight four foot nine year nine standing tall, wonderful senior lady from Germany, survivor of the Holocaust. And she is an expert on sex. And she does very funny, <laughs> very funny workshops all about sex. And so I said, I would love to talk to you about your career path. Could we ever get together? And she says, absolutely. And she rattles off the name of her PR person. And I just get this down on a piece of paper and chicken scratch when somebody says, you know, Dr. Ruth, blah, blah, blah. And she goes off. And six weeks later, I was with her in a cafe in New York having a wonderful time that would have not been possible if I had not had a piece of paper and a pen. Let's say you're in a conversation. You're, you, you start that conversation of what's your connection to the event. 
And you find, let's be honest, we go in with the strategy of we're trying to make a connection that's going to be mutually beneficial. And the person you're talking to, whether it's you don't click or what they do has absolutely nothing or no value as to somebody that, I mean, yes, networking, it's, it's all about who you know and not just about who you know, but who they know. But if you need to step away from that conversation, it's not going well, um, the person isn't taking your hint for a breath mint, for example, do you have some strategies to help out in that part? I mean, it's obviously rude to just go, you know what, I'm done. I'm out of here. See ya. Well, the reality is they're trying to get you rid of you, Rob. <laughs> you know, it, it, in many cases, that's a two-way street. It, the, the conversation, like, I, is like the meal, it's run its course. And so that's when I do say, I'm thirsty. Would you like to join me at the bar? And you introduce them to somebody else. And they're like, thank God I'm rid of that guy. And you're like, thank God you're rid of that person. You know, it just it's taken its course. I might say to somebody, who else are you hoping to meet here? I don't know everybody, but I'm happy to, you know, look for a scout out for you and see who I can find. Um, or I can go to the person who's running the event and say, you know, Rob really wants to meet so-and-so. He doesn't necessarily, I'm not going to say this, talk to me, but you know, who, Rob's looking to meet so-and-so. I haven't seen them. You know, would you like to help him out? And, you know, pass that person in the, in the chamber or whoever is organizing the event, their goal is to be sure you have a good time and you come back um, and you recommend their membership or their event. So they want to be sure, unless you're completely obnoxious, that that's some, you know, that you're a happy camper. Right. So those are a couple of things. But I think it's really important to not put pressure on yourself or not feel like something's gone unlocked. Instead, just simply say, you know, the meal's over. We're not going to sleep at the dinner table. Why? Why are we feeling this pressure to stay here all night long? So, you know, help them find somebody else. You can, you know, you can be that connector. They'll appreciate that tremendously. Um, I think that there's maybe been one time in 15, 20 years where I've kind of moved on from a conversation. And that was because somebody was a stalker, you know, borderline where I, you know, I didn't know what I could do to help them out. We had had this conversation several times. They sat next to me at an event at a meal and somebody came up and had been, who'd been trying to get hold of me sincerely. And I apologized. And I said, you know what? I've been, this person has been trying to get hold of me for quite some time. I, I'm going to switch seats. Um, and, you know, and it worked out as a blessing for everybody because whoever sat next to this woman, I'm sure, had a better time than I would have and vice versa. So let's talk about after the event. You make a yeah. couple of connections. We live in that world now where it's instant gratification and an email can be done in about 30 seconds and call it a day. Email versus a written thank you card. Is there a benefit to one or the other? How, many, how long should it be before I reach back out? to that connection after the event? Uh, so a couple of different things is one, it depends on what needs to happen next. You know, if there's, if there's, you know, if you cross paths, you have each other's cars and somebody's an electrician and, you know, you may need one at some point, you know, you'll, you'll file that. You know, one thing that I tend to do is I take pictures of business cards I get, I use Evernote and for that. And so I have a digital version of all of them. Um, so if I need to dig somebody up, and also Evernote lets you, if you want to, you can send a little reminder. If you pay 60 bucks a year, the Evernote uh, interfaces with LinkedIn. And that's another great way to kind of keep all that together in one spot. Is it appropriate at that point to connect with them on LinkedIn? 
So part of it is I, I try in most cases in the course of a conversation to say, you know, are you on LinkedIn and, you know, you want to connect there. I bring that up. Um, I think it's more understood now. I think it's very important that you customize your introduction when you're your note. Just don't go on there and click, 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 click. Um, you know, we had a, I, I met you at the, you know, DJ event, the wedding planner event, whatever it might be. I enjoyed our conversation about apps or sound or microphones or whatever it might be. I'm happy to connect here. Um, you also do want to have some sort of a contact management system. It depends on if you're doing a pipeline, you know, so let's say you want to close a hundred thousand dollars in sales this year. Um, you know, you're going to need to then actually pitch a million in general. It's, it's a 10 to one ratio. Um, and so, you know, if you have that kind of a mindset and you have that kind of a strategy, you're going to want something, a uh, tool that I just did some work for. So, you know, disclosure that they've hired me in the past um, to do some work for them is called Zoho, Z-O-H-O. It's a CRM tool. So if you're looking for something, you know, more like a Salesforce type of a thing, that's a good one. If you're looking for just a contact management system, there's one called Close, C-L-O-Z-E, that's just simply, you know, who are you and, you know, what's your name and number, and there's not that pipeline process. Um, but I think it's important to have something like that, and then also you need to find a way to be in touch with your fan base. You know, who are the people who like you, care about you, refer you. Um, that may be something where you do an email blast once a quarter um, or you, you know, do something more frequently. It depends on your, your marketing team and um, when, you're a, when you're a shop of one like I am. It's a lot to keep up with. There's no doubt about it. Um, I try and break down my week so that Mondays are kind of my admin day. I don't do any phone calls to clients or prospects on Monday. I mean, if a client wants a call, I'll schedule it. But in general, that's not what I do on a Monday. Um, and so it's my admin day. It's my get ready for the weekday. Um, it's, you know, what am I going to get accomplished this week? So, but, you know, I think it is, you know, there's, there's no shortage of interesting people to meet, but if you don't follow up, it's really a wasted effort. Well, a lot of good tips here, Diane. I know I still have the copy of the book from when we first met, and I'm sure that it's still out there. How can people get it? So people can get a hold of me in a couple different ways. Uh, one is dianedarling.com. It's D-I-A-N-E. D-A-R-L-I-N-G dot com. So you can get some information there. My social handles are pretty much all of that, or it's Diane Darling Speaker. I couldn't get Diane Darling on Instagram and YouTube. I was able to get it on most of the rest of them. And uh, so those are probably the best ways to get it. If people do want a copy of that chart, there's a link on dianedarling.com where you can get a chart that's called How to Work a Room, and you're welcome to download that at no cost and my gift to your listeners, and they can have some fun with that. Awesome. Diane, thanks for taking some time to be on the podcast today. Some great tips about networking, and uh, I look forward to maybe having you on, and we can do a, a more expanded chat about uh, a 201 effort, I guess you could say, on networking. That sounds great, but happy to. Thanks a lot, Diane. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics 
or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.